I wonder what his genre of music is. I never asked Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, from our affiliate, the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You hear Stout weekday mornings at 10 a.m. The Huge Show is live weekday afternoons at 3. So, Tim, what's your go-to music when you're feeling in a good mood? Uh, I like uh, Neil Diamond and Simon and Garfunkel. It's a little dated, but that's what I like. Hey, it doesn't matter what you like. Music, the beauty of it, you can like what you want to. It can be dated. It can be new. It can be fresh. Sure, it, it can be, you know, with guys that wear adult depends, but I don't care. It's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the older you get, you know, you don't tell your kids what you listen to, although they know. And, I mean, I like some of the classical stuff. I me last week called the ABBA music, okay? Um, and then there's sometimes in the car where I just listen to you and I don't listen to music at all because you're harmonious. Although my spies told me while I was out of town last week that you did not take the NFC game a week ago Sunday night very well. That's what I'm told. I'm still, I, I, you know what, and that is a fact, Tim, I won't deny it, but even, <laughs> even almost eight days afterwards, uh, it still bothers me. And I think watching... Uh, the sound bites during the last break of Holmes with the press, how combative he was, how angry he looked. I think it's still bothering him, and I think it's going to bother anybody, fans, Lions, front office, ownership. It's going to bother everybody maybe forever. Even if you win one, it will take away the sting, but then you'll think that should have been our second. Well, I think what makes it tough, Bill, is because I think they were in such a tremendous position to win it. I mean, they, you know, they were they were right there to win the thing. And uh, and where I was, it was amazing to me. I was in South Florida the next day outside the hotel. I'm listening to people just talk amongst themselves. And and all they were talking about was, gee, could you believe how the Lions let that get away last night? Why didn't that guy kick two field goals and blah, 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 the whole deal? I think I think the issue is not, gee, they came so close or whatever. It's not only did they come close. They were there to win the game. And, and, you know, I mean, look, play calling is controversial. George Perlis used to say all the time, and I always agreed with him, whatever you do in a game that you coach, if you win, you did the right thing. And if you lost, then you didn't do the right thing. Simplistic as that sounds, I tend to agree with that. Had they won the game, then you would have said there wasn't any controversy on some of those calls, play calls, because they overcame that or whatever, and they won the game. But I think what frustrates Lions, first of all, because they were so close, because they had so much national attention through the year. I mean, let's be honest. They they had tremendous national attention because they were a great story, given their background. Understandable. And then at halftime, you thought to yourself, these guys, these guys are going to the Super Bowl. There's no way they're going to lose this. And if you'd have told me at halftime, I would have unloaded whatever I could bet. There's no way San Francisco scores 27 unanswered points. There's no way that happens. But it did. And I think that's where the burn of the thing is. It reminds me on a Michigan State level of that first Big Ten championship game with Wisconsin when on fourth down of 1,000 yards, Russell Wilson hit one, they scored, and then State had a punt return call back. And out of nowhere, when it was all done, it was 42-30. to 39, Wisconsin won it. Wisconsin went to the Rose Bowl. Well, that was before State's Rose Bowl year. The point being that it wasn't so much that you might have won and came close and had a great year and it stopped short. It's that a player or two lets it get away. Uh, 
you know, I mean, you can remember in some of the Super Bowls down near the goal line, play makes it or not. Atlanta blowing a big lead against uh, Brady and the Patriots, okay, late in the fourth quarter. I mean, I guess that's the the essence of sports and certainly this sport because of how difficult it was. This would have been, in my opinion, just as frustrating had Alabama beat Michigan in the overtime, had they gone in and scored and then won the game in the next overtime. But it just it didn't happen. But that's that's sports, that's football. But the classic was, Fred told me, because I was a guest on my own show, he says, Hughes is not taking the loss well. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we listened, he says, I'm just telling you, He's not taking the loss well. I said, I'm trying to picture that, and I'm trying to picture, I mean, look, can you imagine what the gasps must have been when that game ended on Sunday night around the state of Michigan, let alone Mm. the country, of how this, because there must have been a lot of people who weren't otherwise Lions fans, but they were rooting for them. San Francisco's been there all the time. They're the home team. They didn't play all that great. The Lions, you know, give them a break. They haven't won anything, and here they are. I mean, it, I, I mean, I can understand all the frustration, you know. I mean, I, my own personal opinion is I just cannot believe that he didn't kick those two field goals and given himself even a bit. They lost by three, and that cost him six. But, again, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback afterwards. I get the fourth down stuff early in the season or the middle of the season. If it doesn't work, you play next week. But in this one, then, they were so close mm-hmm. um, to getting this done. But. I guess Holmes is trying to re and I see Sheila Hamp, she sent a letter today to all the season ticket holders and all that. And I do agree with Campbell, Bill. I think it's going to be tougher next year. They only get eight home games. The schedule gets ramped up, and the NFC North, to me, looks like it's going to be much tougher. And they've got to re-sign the key free agents that they have. So there's four issues right there that will make it a challenge for them next year. Because the NFL, to me, is brilliant in trying to get parity across the board. And that parity helped the Lions, in my opinion, these last two years, go from Campbell's 0-10 start to a winning season last year and just a couple points away from the Super Bowl this year. And that was my point, Tim, that Holmes, what I heard with him, John, with the media, and this isn't a Cinderella story in his tone, he's as frustrated as everybody. Yeah, last Monday you were out of town, but... Yeah, I I talked about sitting. I drove through four different fast food places and just sat and ate uh, in the parking lot. Like, just I I there's no loss, nothing. And I'm 62, may look 42, but there's no loss that has ever. I'm talking sports, not life. Uh, there's no sports loss that's ever affected me in the way it still does. I mean it. I'm not depressed. It's, my mental health is fine, but my sports fandom has suffered a a Rocky Balboa-like blow, and uh, we'll see. I did say this earlier, Timmy, that I believe San Francisco will win on Sunday, and when they win, I believe the NFL kickoff game, because the Lions have been a great draw this year, going back to last year in the Sunday night football win over the Packers, can you imagine the offseason storyline that the first NFL game is revenge and a rematch with the Lions at the Niners? Well, there'll be look, the Lions are going to be a storyline across the NFL now indefinitely just simply because it the and the draft is in Detroit. So that's going to, you know, that's just going to heighten the focus even up even more so on Detroit. Look, I think 
there's 32 teams. 31 of them don't win the Super Bowl every single year. And I would think it's tough if you get there and you haven't won it very often, if at all, and then you get there and it's a close game and you lost. You came up a little bit short. I mean, it's the frustration of the essence of sports, especially football, because so much goes into it. And these guys have been going at it since last July in the preseason, which just seems like eons ago. I would think the frustration for some of those players has got to be even more massive because it's so hard to win the thing, and then you came so close, and you don't know if you're going to be back and win it again. You could get injured. It could be on a bad team, you know, all that sort of thing. I, I think America would have really got into this Super Bowl had the Lions played uh, Kansas City again but because it was the start of the season it would have been the end of the season because to me they'll all watch the Super Bowl everybody does but San Francisco Kansas City they've been there before they both they, you know they've all been there it's not it just isn't when you get a newcomer in there you know like Detroit the, America would have rooted for Detroit let's be honest and Detroit never gets anybody to root for them in anything but, but they were rooting for the Lions you know everybody said it's a great feel-good story I, I can understand. I can understand your frustration. I mean, I've seen this through sports all the time. Is it one of the all-time losses in Detroit? Sure, it is. I never thought that. You know, the other thing, Bill, when that game started, everybody's a little tense. You know, now we're on the road. Now we're playing San Francisco, and they went through them on that first series like a hot knife through butter. And you thought, man, these guys are ready. They're ready to play. They, you know, they, they've gone through them. They, and then when it's twenty-four to seven, San Francisco hadn't shown anything. But you know, trying to explain sports is almost to me mm. like trying to explain politics. You just can't. I don't want to make you feel worse, but but I, I don't know how else to explain it or how else to comment. I think we're going to start with, uh, and we'll get Fred involved. The Monday afternoon pick me up uh, with uh, Fred and Tim. Uh, before I let you go, the one of the reasons I wanted to touch base, you said it like three weeks ago, watch this Michigan State team. The schedule will set up for them to get things right and make a run with all the games they would be favored in. And I watched their second half uh, spurt. I still would like to see more 40-minute games from this team, but they look like they're going to make the NCAA tournament. And you get a team with a bunch of seniors and young guys getting better and Izzo and his staff and their March experience. They may be an interesting or interesting team to watch come tourney time. Well, this is a big week. I mean, they got to play Minnesota on the road tomorrow night, and I'm telling you, Bill, that thing is going to be a gut buster for them to go up there and win. Not that they can't do it, but I don't think you know Minnesota didn't have its point guard. They had 19 turnovers at the Breslin Center, and the game was tied with four minutes to go. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then Minnesota missed too many shots. Then they get Illinois at home. And when they lost there, Illinois' best player, you know, he was ineligible. Now he's got a court order and he's playing. State can win both of them. But th- these two, to me, are going to be if – they, if they lose the two, then I'm, then I'm a little bit more dubious. I don't see them losing the two. I think they're both going to be just really close games. And to your point, they got to play longer stretches, in my opinion, consistently well. They can't go through spurts like they did against Michigan when they're down 18-9. to Now, Michigan's different. They could easily come back at home, which they did. But Minnesota on the road and Illinois at home, to me, these are, these are big games this week. I can't imagine if they win the two – 
they won't be ranked next week. They're unranked today, and I wasn't sure about that, but they're still unranked. And I thought if they win these two, you have to believe these guys at the moment anywhere among the top 25 teams in the country. But they're going to be tough games, I think, this week, including the Illinois home game as well, because Illinois has got athletes. Illinois matches up well with them. And again, both these teams had key players who didn't play the first time around. Now they're playing against State this week, so we'll see. Yeah, I just I had this little Izzo, you know, marching towards March vibe that, you know, I'm not saying they're going to get to the Final Four or win this thing, but they, they could win a couple of games, get to the Sweet 16. We'll wait and see, and I agree with you. This is a big week. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, also TV guy, Lansing State Journal. Huge show is back live weekdays at 3 in Lansing on a.m. 7.30. Timmy, uh, we will talk soon. Good, Bill. Hang in there. Talk to you soon. Appreciate it. And we'll uh, enjoy the show with you moving forward. Yeah, Fred down there. Good guys.